You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Uh, Davey, uh, you know, I could see you, you know, writing love letters and love notes, you know, as the birds chirp in the background to give you some inspiration. What uh, do you have like a favorite romantic movie? Well, I'll tell you what, I love the fact that you brought up Love Actually because I love it. It's an outstanding movie. It's one that I tend to watch the more at Christmas time. Yes, than true. Valentine's Day. True. Um, but like just every every aspect of that movie is is legit. I love the scene at the end where uh, Liam Neeson's little boy is running through the airport trying yeah. to hunt down his girlfriend there. And I love Liam Neeson in a comedic role, right? It yeah. shows his range. So that one, that one's an all timer. And I think another one that I really like doesn't get talked about as often. Uh, in fact, Hugh Grant also in it. Uh, Notting Hill with uh, Julia Roberts. Uh, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. I mean, who doesn't know that line? Mm-hmm. And then when, and then when he stands up in the press conference, when he's representing horse and hound and asks her if she is going to be remaining in London for the foreseeable future. And she says, yes, if that doesn't bring you to your knees, I don't know what does. I like it, Dave. Uh, I like it. Um, uh, the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs weren't happy, but uh, you know what? Uh, with the suspension, it is what it is. He gets a five games. We knew he was going to get suspended. I thought it was probably worth two or three. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Morgan Riley's out. They're 1-0 without him. But they also didn't have Mitch Marner and John Tavares, and uh, and they won. Now, I don't expect Bobby McMahon to score a hat-trick every night. Obviously not, Dave. But if, if you, I, I was, I've was i been watching Toronto lately, and when I look at the minutes deployed by their coach sometimes, um, you know, and if you're using your best guys always on the penalty kill, I think it's harder for other guys to get involved in the game. The biggest change Knobloch did when he came in here is he kind of took away some of his top guys on the penalty kill and gave the other bottom six guys more of a role so they stay in the game more. Like, it's yeah. not like it's about scoring. It's just you don't sit for as long a stretch, right? And, you know, I saw people saying, well, Toronto should play like this all the time. But, you know, some guys got more minutes than they would normally get. And, and I wonder if you think there's any chance the coach would, would try to reduce some of the minutes of his top six because he relies on them very heavily. Well, it's interesting, right? Because this was always the thing that people were, uh, quite frankly, whining and complaining about when Mike Babcock was here. And he tended to play Austin Matthews 17 to 18 minutes a night. And all we heard then was uh, how you only play in Austin Matthews 17 minutes a night. you got to play him 23, 24 minutes. Well, see, this is the type of thing that, um, I don't think people who, who you know who, who complain about this. I don't think they truly understand the game because you're right. Okay, so you you put Austin Matthews on the ice 23 minutes. Put Mitch Marner on the ice 23, 24 minutes because well they can score a goal more than the other guys. Well, that's all well and good. But then what happens to the other guys is that they they become detached from the game. And, and you start to lose any contributions from your depth. And there will be nights where your top guys just don't have it going. And then your, your guys lower in the lineup don't give you anything. Um, and then all we hear is, well, at least don't get any depth scoring. Well, why? Because the depth guys get like 10 to 12 minutes a night. What do you expect, really, um, when that's going to be the case? So last night, they needed their depth, right? That's basically all they had in the lineup, save yeah. for Austin Matthews and, and William Melander, who, in fact, was actually sick last night. He didn't practice today. 
and his his status is uncertain. So you saw guys lower in the lineup, uh, like Bobby McMahon, who showed up at the rink in the morning, not even expecting to play. He thought he was going to be a healthy scratch. Turns out he gets moved up, plays a legit role um, on a line with uh, David Camp and Noah, and they had a great had a great game. And Alex Steves was at home in his living room at 5 o'clock when yeah. his phone rang and said, hey, can you play tonight? Like, I mean, talk about almost like when your buddies call you up for men's league, we need another body, except this time it was Brad Trinity. So that was pretty cool. And he had like um, six hits. Right? And he, he played a real good game with uh, with Pontus Holberg and Ryan Reeves. That fourth line um, did what you wanted out of a fourth line. They, they spent some time in the ozone. They rolled around. They hit. Um, and and they didn't and they didn't keep they didn't get hemmed into their own end. So you got contributions from all throughout the lineup, and I think that's sometimes why it's important um, when you go through circumstances like this, where so many of your top guys are unavailable. Uh, Shelby Key pointed out yesterday, when you know you're needed, sometimes that can really give you a shot in the arm. And from a depth standpoint. You know, that's arguably as good a game as I've seen just about anybody not named Tavares, Marner, Nylander, or Matthews play all year long, and they look good because of it. Dave, uh, Connor McDavid, first time in his career, has six assists in a game. All six came at uh, five on five. Uh, he also finished plus six for the first time in his NHL career. He uh, He's now within 13 points of Kucherov. He has five games in hand on him. Uh, he's 10 back of McKinnon. On January 24th, he was 22 points out of the uh, the scoring lead. Uh, three times in NHL history has the Art Ross winner uh, came back from uh, 20 points or more. Uh, but each time there was a, an injury involved. In, in 2011, when uh, Sedin won it, uh, he was 20 points back at Crosby. Then Crosby played one more game and got hurt, of course, at the uh, what, the Outdoor Classic that year. That was the uh, inadvertent uh, um, the David Steckel, David think, Steckel right? uh, elbow shoulder to the head, and Crosby was out, didn't play another game. Uh, you had Peter Forsberg in 2002-2003 was 32 points behind Marilyn Mew. And uh, and then got on a heater, no question, in his final 45 games. And Lemieux, you know, he, he was sick. He was coming off of, uh, you know, cancer. He was, had some nagging injuries. Uh, he still did play 66 games, 67 games, I think it was that year. But Forsberg, 32. And uh, Mary Lemieux himself in 87, 88 was 23 points back at Gretzky. Then Gretzky got hurt for a month. And uh, Gretzky ended the season at 2.33 points per game, had 149 points, but missed 16 games and Lemieux beat him. So Connor McDavid... Could he come back? He's 22 points. He's already closed it to nine. He has five games in hand. I'll be honest, Dave, in the middle of January, I was like, you know what? I think it's going to be a two-horse race. I am I am saying today that Connor McDavid is back in the race. It's going to be hard to do, but he is officially back in the race for the Art Ross. What do you say? It's, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I was looking at that last night when I got home from the Leaf game and was just going over what happened elsewhere, and I, I happened to notice that my doppelganger had six assists last night. Now, in saying that, Jason, when you say that's the first time – well. I bring it up because, honest to God, I get the question all the time. It's just not me making it up. But anyway, my point being is that um, when you said that's his first time that he's ever got six assists in a game, that in and of itself, I'm like, really? He hasn't done that before? And that speaks to the brilliance of Connor McDavid because, honestly, I was surprised to hear that. I thought he probably would have done that before. I certainly would have bet yes if you had asked me last night. Um, so what is he, 13 points back now of Kucherov? Yeah, five, five games game, in. With five games in hand. And I thought to myself, 
like you, uh, two three weeks ago, yeah, I just I don't think it's going to be in the cars for Connor this year. Last night at around one in the morning, I was looking at my phone and I thought to myself, "Hell, he might catch Kucherov by the end of next week <laughs> if he keeps, if he keeps it up." So um, I'm I'm officially ready to decree that that 97 is back in the race for the Art Ross. Um, you know, and saying that Kucherov probably go up, put up five points tonight. Who knows? But the way Connor is playing right now, um, I think it would be foolish to suggest that with 30 or so games left that he can't hunt him down uh, with the ability that he has to put up fours and fives uh, in points on any given night. Yeah, I think he's back in the race. And and another guy, Dave, was off to a very slow start. But uh, Alex Ovechkin, the grade eight, has now scored in six straight games. And he's up to 14 goals, which isn't a huge number. But with every goal, you know, because that, that quest for Gretzky's goal record is something I think a lot of people just want to see. Like, it's fun to mm-hmm. see history made. And we we're like, oh, my God, like, Ovi's slowing down here. Like, it's it's definitely not a given because he just showed you that for 40 games, maybe he, you know, and he can't be the sniper you want. But he he's found he's found something again. He's got some confidence again. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, that uh, Washington, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be trading away guys here in the next three weeks. But the, the OV chase over the next few years is, is likely the only thing that the Washington fans have going for them. Oh, without question. I mean, they're not winning anything again. Let's get real here. Uh, that team is, is – its best days are behind it. So Ovi's quest really is the only thing. It's funny, right? Even one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, I read a piece from Tom Galiti on NHL.com yesterday. You had a good sit-down with him. And he even said, Ovi said, like, yeah, it's good to see Puck go in. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially, it means he was starting to lose a little bit of confidence, yeah. right? Um, so you see it go in now six times in a row. Now you got a little bit of a pep in your step. Now you're, you're shooting with confidence again. You're shooting, expecting to see it go in rather than hoping it goes in. And that makes a difference to an extent. So, um, look, what's he got? 14 now. I think now 30 goals, 30 plus goals is legitimately in the question. If he can have a stronger second half, which um, coming out of the All Star break, I, I mean, we were wondering if twenty goals would be would be a possibility. Um, so you know that's good because he needs to he needs to score like thirty goal pace to legitimately have a chance here to hunt down Gretzky before it gets to a point where he's too far along in years. If he can continue to put thirty goal seasons up, he absolutely has a chance. And it looks like he has rediscovered a little bit of confidence. But um, in terms of Washington as a team this year, they're they're not making the playoffs. I, I just don't see them in the Metro Division um, being able to to keep themselves in the in the mix. Uh, certainly, the way uh, the Devils have started to play lately, man, if they could ever get a stop, I I still really do like them. Um, I just don't see Washington as a as a contender in the Metro. Dave McCarthy from uh, SiriusXM joins us. Dave, the uh, the playoff race is going to be fantastic because like, there's teams where, honestly, from day to day, you're like, what is happening? The L.A. Kings shut out the Edmonton Orders, and then Anze Kopitar thinks that he's going for the green jacket at the Masters and gets a dash six in one game. 
It's amazing. Like the LA Kings, David Riddich had looked good. He got spanked. Like that game last night in Buffalo was unbelievable to me. Like I don't, I don't really know what to make of the Kings. Like the Kings, we saw the Red Wings, you know, Alex Lyon got lit up. You know, where are they? Where are the Penguins? Where are the Devils? Where are the Islanders? Where are the Seattle Crack? And what about the Blues? You know, they got 15 shots last night in Toronto. Like, you know, they're, uh, the wild card teams are all in the hunt. I'm just not sure any of them are any good. Yeah, no, I, I, I missed a lot of that. You were breaking up, but I think I got the gist of it at the end there. Um, I, I don't really see a wildcard team that is a contender right now. No. And that's in stark contrast to to years in the past. I mean, yeah, I remember talking to Jim Nill, the GM of the Dallas Stars. I think it was not this, maybe three Novembers ago, 21, something like that. And he said at the time that he thought there were legitimately like 23, 24 teams that could make a serious case um, to win a Stanley Cup. I don't see that being the case this year uh, at all. In the uh, in the East, you look at who's in a wildcard position right now, Toronto and Detroit. Could Toronto get it together? I think there's, there's more there for them to give. I really do, especially if they go out and get a defenseman. Detroit. They're not a Stanley Cup contender this year. If um, the Islanders sneak in, I just don't see them having enough uh, firepower, uh, certainly an even strength to to go on a long run and contend for a Stanley Cup. The Devils, they, maybe they squeeze in, but, man, they can't get a stop. Um, so unless they address that, if they get a goalie, I might have to revisit. Um, but I'm not convinced they're going to be a Cup contender. Uh, Pittsburgh, like, I'm just, I'm sorry, I, I don't see it. Maybe they squeeze in, but I don't see it. You know, and in the in the West, same thing. St. Louis, I watched the team up close last night. That's not a Stanley Cup contender. I know they've gone on a good little run of late there, but um, just just not nearly good enough. That game, quite honestly, the Leaf Blues game, it should have been 4 nothing midway through. Jordan Bennington stopped, uh, stopped two breakaways, uh, and then he came up with three or four other great stops that come to mind. Max Domi on the top in front. Like, that game could have been 7 nothing. Now, the Blues didn't play very well last night no. either. No. But but I just that, – that to me is not a cup team, especially when you look at, at teams like Colorado and Dallas and Winnipeg and Vancouver and Edmonton and Vegas in the West – yeah, they're just not getting through that whole group. So, um, yeah, there is there is more. I won't say disparity in the league, but there's certainly a, a top heavy structure in terms of teams that can contend for a cup, and then the rest that might get in. But I don't see them in the same stratosphere. Dave, as always, uh, good to talk to you. Did you uh, do you have a favorite uh, Halloween sweet that you like to eat? Halloween's oh, sorry, not Halloween Valentine's. Oh, Valentine's. Um, yeah, I don't have the biggest sweet tooth of all time to be honest with you. Got some Corolla creme in the fridge, so whipped up today. Oh. Might throw that out on Instagram. It's a it's a delicacy. Um, custard custard cookies are good. Um, you can't go wrong with a little chocolate. Like once in a while, I'll, I'll go to the sweet tooth, but it's one of those things I could walk by it on the counter. And, and not take it as well. Mm. You're one of those guys, eh, Dave? Well, good for you. Good it's for you. I, and all your self-discipline. That's fantastic. That's how I stay <laughs> lean and trim. Yeah, man. that's right, Dave. I like it. Uh, nice. Uh, 
Have yourself uh, an awesome. You kind of got the uh, the Brad Pitt when I'm watching you with your uh, the the shirt. You know the extra yeah. small sleeves and the uh, and the earbuds. You're looking like a Brad Pitt dancing in that one movie scene. I can't remember what it is, but God, it's making me laugh every time. Awesome. Is it from Burn After Reading? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> where, where it's like, do you want the body bag? Body? No, yeah. burn the body. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Good, <laughs> good one, Davey. Good one. Uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. That's uh, Dave McCarthy.